King David became one of the exemplary figures that the Jewish people produced. He is the one who established Jerusalem as the capital of Israel and the Jewish people 3,000 years ago. Facts are indisputable to those who make the minimal effort to learn them. That's what it sounded like last Thursday night when Israel's new Minister for Diaspora Affairs and Combating Antisemitism, Amichai Shikli, gave the keynote speech at a gala for Israel's 75th birthday. Now, normally, this wouldn't be a remarkable way to cap off his first ever trip to Canada, except that the diaspora in his title usually refers to the Jewish diaspora, but the minister was speaking at an evangelical Christian Bible college in Whitby, east of Toronto, called the Canada Christian College. And although there were some Jewish folks in the audience, he thanked the crowd of about a thousand evangelical leaders for their strong support for Israel, and he urged them to remember Jews have historic biblical ties to the city of Jerusalem and to the Temple Mount and to all of what he called Judea. Now, Shikli's trip came as Canada's Jewish community remains divided over concerns about Israel's new government and the push to curb the power of the judiciary, among other reforms, which he did hear about after meetings with Jewish leaders in Ottawa and Montreal and Toronto. He also toured a Jewish high school called Chat. And Shikli has called Canada a magnificent Jewish community. He said he was impressed by our strong Jewish ties to Israel. That's something he wants more Israelis to know about. But even before he got here for his four-day fact-finding tour, it was making headlines in Israel and in Canadian news outlets, too, about how his trip was initially organized. Did he bypass the Israeli embassy, whose ambassador is a political appointee from the old government? Did he break diplomatic protocol by not informing the Canadian Foreign Affairs Department that he was coming to a meeting on Parliament Hill? And more importantly, is it true he wasn't originally going to meet with any Jewish groups, but instead celebrated Israel's birthday and also Jerusalem Day for the first time ever with groups of evangelical Christians. Obviously, Israel wants to build relations and and minister in his role, wants to build relations with allies in many different forums, and, and that's understandable. But this is an extreme group, and it's concerning that that was who he was here to meet with, and we made that very clear. I'm Ellen Besner, and this is what Jewish Canada sounds like for Monday, June the 5th, 2023. Welcome to the CJN Daily, a podcast of the Canadian Jewish News, and we're sponsored by Metropia. So did the minister's itinerary get changed after the unfavorable news stories came out? I don't know. UJA Federation in Toronto says they knew he was coming a month ago. Montreal's Federation CJA says they weren't aware he was coming. He did meet with plenty of Jewish leaders, though, Sija, B'nai B'rith Canada, friends of Simon Wiesenthal, the educational staff at CHAT in Toronto. He went to a private dinner at a home in Montreal and he met Jewish leaders and learned how they fund day schools there. And he did go to Parliament Hill on Wednesday and he met the Israeli ambassador and staff and he sat down with the executive of the Canada-Israel Interparliamentary Group, which is a bunch of MPs and senators, including Melissa Lansman, the deputy conservative leader, Anthony Housefather, and Yara Sachs of the Liberals, and a few others. So we have several interviews. First up, Yara Sachs. Following that, we'll talk to Charles McVitie. He's the one who threw the gala event for Israel's 75th at his Canada Christian College. And then you'll hear the minister's take on everything. What is the concerns that you as a member of parliament have for how this whole visit has happened? So it's really a matter of protocol, of diplomatic relations between countries. 
the minister uh, chose not to go through, my understanding is, from what our discussions have been, that the minister did not go through the appropriate protocol channels that should be done government to government, nation to nation, um, that foster good diplomatic relations between countries. You know, Israel and Canada share very strong ties. And part of that is based on the lines of communication that are open and clear. And uh, it became known to myself and uh, MP Anthony Housefather, who is the chair of the Canada-Israel Interparliamentary Group, which is the official House of Commons um, group for Israel-Canada relations. We were notified through an email like everyone else, every other MP in Parliament, that the minister was arriving for a meeting with something known as the Israel Allies Caucus, chaired by Leslin Lewis, who, as you know, has in the past met with um, such individuals as Christine Anderson from the AFD um, and has very clear views in, with regards to abortion, and, and other matters, which which are even within her own party viewed as extreme. And to only be notified of his arrival through that channel um, raised a red flag for myself and MP Housefather, and we engaged with the embassy to clarify. Okay, so just so our listeners know that also the MP Lesson Lewis, besides having to been one of the three uh, conservative MPs who met with Christine Anderson earlier this year, and even her uh her party leader scolded them behind closed doors for doing such an unsmart thing and unacceptable personality. She is chair of some group called the Israel Allies Association, which is mostly Christian evangelicals who like or strong Christians who like Israel and, and the Jewish state. Correct. Through an unofficial group related to the House of Commons or the protocol system, um, he accepted an invitation um, with her. And to my understanding, well, as or what we learned after the meeting was that he was also on June 1st attending um, a very large event at the Canadian Christian College in Whitby. So what happened when you uh, raised the alarm directly with his people and with the Israeli embassy? What changed? You know, first of all, it was explained to the minister's team who was on the call that the meeting with the Canadian Christian College was that they were meeting with with a group and an organization whose views in the opinion of the government are extreme. Um, you know, that this group has a long history of positions that are anti-abortion, that are homophobic, you know, they're Islamophobic. <laughs> um, and frankly, uh, even the Doug Ford government and the Premier of Ontario and the Ontario legislature condemn this group. They're certainly not a mainstream group and what about the fact that he wasn't supposed to meet with any Jewish groups? So, again, um, all of this was raised in the meeting. Um, I can't speak to the thought process of his team of planning this visit, but this is why protocol channels are valuable. Because when you go through protocol channels, um, it allows for a fulsome discussion to create visits that are positive, that are meaningful, that create strong relationship building. And I think that this minister, uh, unfortunately, didn't see the value in going through those channels. Cynical people, journalists included, might say, well, this is just another strategy from progressive non-supporters of Netanyahu's government to embarrass Israeli politicians who are coming to Canada by, you know, leaking this before he comes. So 
our conversations with the embassy were held were held in confidence. It was a call with representatives of the embassy here. Obviously, um, the discussions both with MP House Father and myself and senior policy advisors in Minister Jolie's team, which were also private conversations, uh, were sent back to the Ministry of Foreign Affairs in cables uh, to communicate the concern. And um, if you look at the story by Tal Schneider in Times of Israel or also in Zman, um, you'll see that the leak was, we were more than willing to to share our concerns and, and work forward on this. Um, the story came forward from, from a leak at the Ministry of Foreign Affairs. I was asked to comment and I commented accordingly, but it was never, it was never our intention to embarrass. I think the minister's team made a misstep in starting out on this relationship on, on the wrong foot. And uh, I'm certainly looking forward to a course correction. Charles McVitie is a prominent Christian activist who opposes same-sex marriage and wanted to block the updated sex ed curriculum which the previous Ontario government tried to bring in. He is embroiled in a court action at the moment, accusing him of stealing millions from his college for personal use, an allegation he denies. And we're very interested to know how this whole invitation speaking got started. And could you sort of walk us through the whole backstory? Well, it's the 75th anniversary of the rebirth of the state of Israel, and it's a celebration of Jerusalem Day. So we're very excited about it. How did this come to be? Um, I've been working with the uh, Knesset Christian Allies Caucus since its inception under Yuri Stern, and their quest is to build Christian relationships around the world. And uh, They have something called the Israel Allies Foundation. And remember that they're doing this in 55 countries of the world, and they just did it in Brazil, they're in Europe, in Germany, and they just last a uh, couple of weeks ago had this in um, in in Congress in Washington, and they asked if if uh, we would partner with them to do this in Toronto. So this came from them as part of a global yeah. stop, right? Have you been to Israel? I'm sure you have. Well, I've been 27 times. I've led uh, 1,125 pastors. I take them as pilgrims, and they return as Zionists, and we we just love Israel. It's everything I have as a Christian comes from Israel. Every page of the Bible, uh, even Jesus, Mary, Joseph, Matthew, Peter, Paul, uh, John, all the disciples, all Jewish people from Israel. And furthermore, uh, Genesis twelve three tells us that God will bless those who bless Israel and curse those who curse Israel. When you want the blessing of the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, you need to bless Israel. So we're going to gather together, and we're going to celebrate Israel, the, the greatest place on planet Earth. But in yeah, terms of getting this minister here, that yeah. how did that happen? Do you, do you know him personally? No, I don't know. They uh, they chose him, and, and really the Knesset chose him as the one they wanted to send. Uh, I've been doing this for 20 years, and we've had uh, two deputy prime ministers. We had Ehud Olmert many years ago. We've had um, a, a long list of Knesset uh, leaders come to celebrate Israel at the college. We, we, you know, 20 years ago, we had a, a grand 
dinner of 650 people for the Israel bonds. And we look forward to promoting Israel bonds even more. So we would welcome anyone that the, the Knesset would, would, uh, would send. Uh, but I am deeply impressed with M.I. Chifley. There's been a lot of blowback in the last sure. days about how the trip was arranged. Are you aware of this? Sure. Uh, we know that people have partisan purposes and and, and they've, they've come to you know attack us with with pejoratives and, and what really is painful is to watch the media use classic uh, anti-semitic tropes anti-semitism is growing in this country and and it's amazing to me that that people would use these 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 terrible terrible language to a attack Israel and call it a far right wing government really and, and and even our prime minister at passover i mean he he said he deplores what's going on in israel and the israeli government has to change its ways and so it's very sad to me and it's very it's very painful to to watch these attacks, these partisan for partisan purposes only. It's not for the benefit of Israel. How did that happen? What do you make of well, all this was played out and why this came public? Do you know? Half a truth is a lie, and what they, they they're only telling half the story for partisan purposes and harats and and uh, a, a liberal MP. I won't name her, but I, I don't understand her partisan motivation. But unfortunately. She's telling half the, the truth. This is a Knesset Christian Allies initiative. So of course they're gonna they're they they're going around the world to rally support in the Christian world. And sure, we are the venue, but we have many key Jewish leaders from across the Jewish community in Toronto participating in this. But of course they don't tell the whole truth because it doesn't fit their partisan purpose. Well, who's coming on your list uh, is th- for Thursday? Well, I, I don't want to name names, but, but very stalwart Jewish leaders. It, back in October, we had, uh, you know, Jerry Schwartz sent a delegation and, and the Reichmans and the, you know, just the, all the, the big Jewish family uh, names were involved, and and we're very proud of that. This is a Christian Jewish initiative. I do want to ask you about the the the, the recent. Um, I don't know if you saw this weekend that some Christian tourists in Jerusalem were there's a big group of them. I can show it to you. Was on Twitter. They were walking in Jerusalem and they were being screamed at and spat at by religious students, Jewish students from a seminary, saying, "Get out! We don't need you." Are you aware of that at all? Well, this is an issue because we recognize that for 2,000 years, Jewish people have suffered at the hands of some Christians, not all Christians, some bad Christians who have distorted the Bible, and this is a problem. And even though we didn't do it, we recognize this and apologize, and we stay away from this type of activity. Uh, So we recognize that there are some um, hard feelings, there are some difficulties, so all we can do is express our love for the Jewish people and our love for Israel. And uh, sure, sometimes there are going to be some issues that arise. 
but uh, generally the Israeli people love Christians coming there to support and we wave the flag and we we uh, tour the country and and support Israel. All I see is is freedom. I I go to the Western Wall and and you know the only restrictions I see are on the Temple Mount. And when I walk around the Temple Mount, uh, yeah, I get yelled at with Allahu Akbar, and uh, you know, I, I I I don't feel safe. I wish we could all just live in peace. We pray for the peace of Jerusalem. We pray that there will be peace and security and uh, and equality, so people can can worship and be free. And that's what I'm seeing. I'm seeing the government working to, in that direction. For his part, Amichai Shikli is no rookie. He served in the last Israeli coalition government under Naftali Bennett and then Yair Lapid. But he was kicked out because he voted against them so many times, mainly because he opposed working with an Arab party in the coalition. Shikli then crossed the floor, and last fall he ran for Likud, And since taking office this year with the new Netanyahu government, he's renamed the diaspora portfolio to add combating anti-Semitism to the title. Now, Shikli's made headlines recently for other reasons, too. He called U.S. Holocaust survivor and activist George Soros the worst enemy of Jews because he finances left-wing causes. Shikli has also called the Palestinian Authority neo-Nazis who are anti-Semitic to their core and says Israel needs someone else to negotiate with. Our in-person interview was cancelled, but his staff sent us written answers to some of my questions after the minister had arrived in New York, where he was set to join a massive pro-Israel parade on Sunday organized by the city's Jewish community. So here's what we learned. Question one, will anything happen to improve access for egalitarian prayer at the Western Wall complex? This government will make no changes in the current status quo. What has he learned since his visit about Canada's Jewish diaspora and their concerns? What are the top three issues? And narrating the minister's words is our CJN Daily producer, Zach Kaufman. First of all, it is a large and very strong and cohesive community. Montreal alone has more Jews than Mexico and Spain combined. And the Jewish community in Toronto is equal in size to Ashdod, which is a very large city in Israel. Most Israelis are not aware of this and do not know much about the magnificent Canadian Jewish community. It is worth having a closer relationship between Israel and Canada's Jewish communities, whether through strengthening gap year programs and integration into preparatory schools or national service. Secondly, I have learned and seen how deeply Zionist and connected to Israel this community is. Third, it seems that the problem of anti-Semitism, especially on university campuses, is spreading and becoming more and more dangerous. It is clear that the most severe problem is the dominance of progressive concepts that identify the Jews as being associated with the wrong side of the map, of the oppressors and the oppressed. As rich white people, who are also complicit in the injustices of, quote, Zionist imperialism and colonialism against the, quote, poor Palestinians, unquote. The perverted woke concept is currently the main generator of anti-Semitism in North America, and the attempt to appease her is bound to fail. I highly recommend that the Canadian Jewish community take an uncompromising approach against this destructive trend. What was his motivation for also meeting with Christian allies while he came to Canada? Some Jewish groups were a little upset about this. Is he aware of the controversy? 
I see tremendous importance in creating a support base for the state of Israel and the Jewish people with a wide variety of communities. The evangelical Christian community in North America is one of the most important bases of support for the state of Israel. This friendship and cooperation are anchored in a deep connection to Judeo-Christian values. From the simple belief in one God, the deep connection to the Bible, and the recognition of the deep and unbreakable bond between the Jewish people and the land of Israel. It is important to note and remember that the one and only reason people like Balfour, Lloyd George, or or Charles Wingate passionately supported the right of the Jews to renew their sovereignty in the land of Israel was their faith in the Book of Books. That's what Jewish Canada sounds like for this episode of the CJN Daily, sponsored by Metropia. Integrity, community, quality, and customer care. Today's listener shout-out goes to Elaine Goldenthal in Phoenix, Arizona. She wrote in to share her memories of growing up in Bathurst Manor in Toronto, which we talked about in our podcast last week. And we'll end with some more of what the minister said in his speech to the Canada Christian College for Israel's 75th. And by the way, there were some protesters on hand from the pro-democracy group called Unacceptable Toronto, but they were escorted out. The audio comes courtesy of Josh Reinstein. He heads the Israel Allies Foundation. He arranged both Sheikli's visits with Canadian Christian leaders. Reinstein grew up in Toronto. He says he's done similar events in many countries over the years, even in Canada, because it's Christian lawmakers and not countries who stand with Israel, and then they bring their governments along with them through what he describes as faith-based diplomacy. Here's Sheikli talking about why there should be no question that Jews belong in Jerusalem. Thanks for listening to the CJN Daily. But in time of relative truth, some portray the people of Israel as foreigners in the land of Israel the Jewish people as foreigners in Judea, and the descendants of David as foreigners in the city of David. We are no foreigners in our home.